smart apartment's just a stepping stone to smart buildings. How can Wi-Fi contribute to your overall NOI? What is a hubless infrastructure anyways? Today on Solving for Multifamily, we're joining Blake Miller, founder and CEO of Homebase. We'll be discussing these topics and a little bit more around the future of multifamily living. Full disclosure, Homebase is an Allegiant partner. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Hit the like button and share with your friends. So Blake Miller, great to have you uh, on the podcast. I, I know we've done this one or two times and you've most certainly been gracious with your time and having me on, on your show in the past. So thanks for the favor back. Ah, it's always good to chat with a friend and uh, catch up, man. It's good to see you. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's great to talk with you as well. Wanted to, to jump right in, right? So first, founder, CEO of, of Homebase, can you can you give us a little insight on what Homebase is, what you guys do, and how you're solving for the, the problems and issues of multifamily? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, we help in the simplest form, we help apartment owners and their managers make their buildings smart. Uh, means a lot of different things to a lot of different people, but you know, really for us, it's helping them make their tenant experience amazing or the resident experience amazing while finding new ways to generate revenue um, and obviously cost savings kind of as they're doing their digital transformation for their business. And our solution is a hubless software-based solution for smart buildings, but we've built a bunch of kind of businesses inside of the smart building umbrella. And the first one is an access control system or a business. And that's where we partnered with uh, Legion and Schlage to be able to offer a, a total access control solution across every door in the building, whether it's at the unit door or on the amenity spaces or the perimeter access. And this is really important because it is the number one thing that you have to have to have a smart building. If you can't get people in and out, that's what you're doing for real estate. So that's the core business. So that's that's one of the number one things. The other thing that we do that really, um, that we're finding a lot of excitement around is our internet infrastructure or our home-based internet. And this is a solution that we actually, instead of using hubs, cellular-based hubs in a, in a building to make things smart, we actually deploy internet for the property owner that they own, secure private networks for each unit, as well as a mesh network throughout the entire building. And they're able to resell access to this internet to the residents and generate an extra 40 to $50 a month in net operating income while doing it. Then the resident gets this really amazing, always on, secure internet. And that obviously connects the rest of the smart building and all the other things that you want to do. So that's kind of just from a big overall, what we're doing, we're really focusing on, you know, how to improve all these different things. And what we're excited about is some of the access control solutions we can, that we're bringing out with self-guided touring, what we call the access economy with our in-home grocery delivery with Walmart and a bunch of other things, exciting things coming out too. So so much to unpack, so many so questions I have. Uh, let's start with something you, you started off with. You, you talked about being a hubless solution. Can you explain what that really means? I mean, what's the what's the advantages of being hubless? I think one of the most adva- biggest advantages of being hubless is it's not, not one more thing um, that you have to pay for to put in and make your building smart. And, you know, those hubs kind of disappear. They got to be replaced sometimes. And they just, they only provide value to connect those devices that in a lot of times people are relying on a raised rent or a rent premium to see the ROI for investing in smart tech because some of the cost savings take a much longer time to, to underwrite. And so being hubless or internet-based 
actually allows us to bring forward revenue for the property owner first, which is going to obviously impact their NOI. That then provides the kind of a long-term, long tail as they do their digital transformation to really make the building more efficient with all the smart locks, being able to manage more units with your current team, kind of all those other efficiencies that you're going to capture. Very good. And then I guess next question then, do you have to invest in that community or broad-based Wi-Fi system to enable some things that, that your company enables? So do I need to put in the internet solution to have home-based access or can I step through those? Uh, can you talk a little bit about that journey? You know, that's, that's one of the things that we recognize, especially kind of post-pandemic was how do we make specifically access control for retrofitting buildings, which is what everyone was really in need of. Like it's, it was a it was a painkiller, not a vitamin sort of thing. They needed a way to get people in and out, self-guided touring, vendors, you know, all that without actually coming in contact. You know, one of the benefits of our access system and, you know, frankly, working with you all with Schlage is it's all Bluetooth based. So it actually is independent than the rest of the smart building. You know, we, we kind of approach it as you can do a full access control system and at some point, when you're ready to actually adopt smart buildings, then you can come in with internet and thermostats and all these others. But our solution with the, with the Bluetooth-based and battery-powered and everything that's kind of an offline solution is you send a virtual key, you're able to use the home base app to be able to get in. And we've actually even rolled out new solutions where you can put a QR code on any door and somebody can scan it. And they don't even have to use download the home base app because we're leveraging the instant app um, or app clips from iOS and Android uh, that has just come out. So it's a really sim- simple, quick and dirty access. And it almost becomes like a call box or a intercom system in your phone, kind of a virtual intercom system. So yeah, that's really cool. And, and for those who haven't had a chance to see uh, how home base actually has solved for these problems, it's, it's really slick. So I'd encourage you to go check it out. The team's been awesome. It really just Continuing to kind of think through all the different aspects of what's what's more, once you have the access system, once you have the infrastructure in place, what else can we do with it? it more than just getting people in and out, that's that's table stakes, right? Um, or getting the right people in and out, that's table stakes. But what else now can we do um, and enhance the experience where it's just we can finally kill the key or the fob? Yeah, I, I love what you guys are building on. And, and maybe another thread to pull on is you started right off with um, smart building. But, you know, so many in this space think of, you know, smart apartment. You know, where where are you different? And are we really just seeing the advancement of smart apartment really transforming into smart building? Is my my opinion on it is I think when you invoke the entire building, that's where the dollars and cents really accelerate. Give us a little insight on on what you're seeing around that. Yeah. So I think a lot of kind of where PropTech got super successful was it was almost smart homes for apartments, right? It was a lot of a lot of folks that helped create the category jumped out ahead with cellular um, based hubs that were able to provide that smart home experience inside the apartment unit. And I think what we all recognized really quickly was great. That's that's a that's a crawl version of this. You know, what, how do we get to the walk or run version of what a total actual smart building is? And that's where people, really, that's where I think we've continued to innovate on is focusing on the access system all the way around. You can't just have control at the door. You got to have control at every door. And what else does that enable? You got to be able to connect all the things. How do you do that across the entire building except instead of just in one certain area? And I think as we're going, we, we see it kind of, Periscope continued out a little bit is it's 
apartment buildings, it's mixed use buildings. People are already starting to add a lot of different commercial and residential in, in the same area. How does it even periscope outside of it where the smart building itself starts to now contribute to a smart city? And that's really where being able to come back to a lot of my roots in deploying uh, the smart city in Kansas City, which is still today one of the largest in the world by footprint, these buildings become basically a node on the network. As they become more connected, as they become more online and more efficient and uh, better experiences, they actually can contribute to what's happening outside them. And that's, a, that's where I think is really cool. And it's kind of the next phase and evolution of what we're doing inside the building. Yeah, I know you've got a lot of passion around smart city. I, I can see where now getting down to the fundamental building blocks, if you can enable those buildings to contribute to the city, and the city can contribute to an overall efficiency play. I mean, there's so much happening today. The next big thing I'm seeing on our radar, and I'm hearing more and more, you know, as we have conversations or contributions around ESG, right? I mean, so, you know, that energy efficiency and the environmental play, I, I think there's a lot there. So if I can recap, then what you're saying is at the end of the day, Homebase provides an opportunity to to contribute to, to your revenue stream by offering internet as a service. You don't then have to also look at additional hubs to enable better access experience, and then other experiences around energy, right? Whether that's a thermostat, lighting, or, or other things. Is that mm -hmm. a fair that's summation? Me. You nailed it, sir. Do you want to sell for us? <laughs> yeah, well, well, we'll figure that out maybe uh, <laughs> as we continue to move forward. But I think that's really cool. I, I love that fact about it. Um, and it sounds like then those things enable for new collaborations. So could you tell us a little bit about, for example, what you're doing with Walmart? Yeah. So, you know, this has really been an exciting uh, year or so that we've been working both with Walmart um, as well as Schlage really closely on how do we both securely and efficiently get people, the right people through the door. So this, this solution that we've innovated on is taking the entire access system. Once you have all these connected Bluetooth devices, you know, you're not relying on pin codes because pin codes could be faulty or they get out and, and all these different things. So you don't want some random delivery driver using a pin code that may or may not get wiped at some point. So you got to use a really secure Bluetooth credential. Um, people will do that. It was a really important thing. And there were some other, there were some other safety measures that we took with this too, where the delivery drivers needed to be able to wear body cameras um, so we could watch a delivery in real time. But now through the home base app, a resident can authorize Walmart in-home service, which is about $19 a month. This gets them a lot of a lot of great benefits from a membership perspective with, with Walmart, but also gets them unlimited delivery of groceries inside the, literally into the refrigerator. They'll, they'll put, they'll put stuff away for you. Sometimes they'll even take like an expired thing of milk away, throw it away, need, leave a nice note, you know, doggy treat on the, on the counter and leave and lock the door. And you can watch the entire uh, event through a camera, uh, through the live stream of the body camera. So it's been a really exciting new service that we've rolled out, hugely well received in the in the pilots that we've been running them. And it's led to us uh, developing a couple other kind of new solutions on top of it, obviously bringing new services next year to the platform, things like laundry service, house cleaners, dog walkers. All of these are revenue generators for the property owner because it becomes a marketplace that the property owner is allowing these services to be in. And anytime a service is rendered, the property owner is able to capture some revenue share off of that deal. So a dog walker might 
cost $10 for the quick walk, they might make a buck. Well, three times a week, four times, you know, three times a week, 12 times in a month, that's an extra $12 in revenue that you just generated from that unit, all from different, capturing a different share of your residence wallet and all because you made the investment in smart infrastructure. So there's that. And then the other kind of things that uh, we take, we, we took is the body camera and actually now have developed a solution in partnership with Eagle Eye Networks that allow the maintenance staff to go check out a body camera as they're on their way to go do a maintenance ticket. And when they click unlock to get into the door, the resident gets notified that Robert, the maintenance guys get in there fixing the leak. They can watch the live stream or it'll be available in the maintenance ticket summary. When they get, when they lock the door, the video stops recording. And right there, you got this entire transparent event that happened for both sides. Um, a lot of accountability there, but you also end up getting a lot of information there too. So all of these things are enabled now by these extra solutions that are all working together through our system. Yeah, I think that's really, it's really cool. I've, I've been a big fan of expanding on new services to drive new experiences that are, you know, also generating new revenue streams for the ownership while, while just being a great experience for the, for the resident. And I also love the fact that when you do that, right, you can tie back into the local economy. So you're, you're really building into your community, which I think goes back to some of the things that you're passionate about around, you know, citywide applications and things along those lines. But part of the barriers to the entry there, I think, is around this technology adoption. It's no longer the technology. The technology is there. It's around that major theme of solving for trust. So I love the idea of, of the body cam and, and notification back to the resident. and They can see um, what's happening live, right? Because I think once you get past that trust side, right, good security and, and, and bridging back to great convenience, if you can solve for trust, you enable all these other new downstream plays and and really applaud what you're doing there, not only with Walmart, but just even the whole maintenance side, the maintenance ticket, it makes so much sense. Super appreciate that. And one, one kind of fun little anecdote or story is, you know, we started noticing that in an in-home deliveries that people didn't really watch as many videos as we thought that they would. So we all, we started reaching out going, is something wrong? Like, are you not able to access it or whatever? And, you know, they literally, a couple of the responses were, you know, I, I know Roy had, the delivery driver and I've seen his delivery. So I don't, I don't need to watch anymore. You know, we're good. And it, that coupled with the fact that it's not just some random driver. It is actually a, that somebody is on a route um, or a part of a route. It was something that also kind of solves for that trust where now it actually, this feels like a concierge service versus just some delivery driver that's coming in. And I think, and I applaud Walmart to that effect of, you know, they were really thoughtful in this service and how they were doing it. They weren't just hiring random people in there in their stores to go do this. It had to be somebody that had been with the company for 18 months and kind of earned the ability to go do this kind of new, new service that you know, afforded them a lot of new opportunities as well. So um, it's really a really cool service the way that they've been thoughtful about it. We've learned a lot from it and we're excited to really take it forward. Yeah, I think I think that bridging of the human element, I'm much more apt to trust the UPS driver that I've had a relationship with for the last 15 years. And he knows my name, I know him, you know, those type things versus just the absolute random never met you before. So I still think that vetting process, maybe the ability for the owner to participate in that vetting process and building some of that trust will then 
you know, kind of be that first big step for the residents' mass adoption. You're always going to have the early adopters and, and those that are willing to lean out there. But I think getting to mass adoption and really unlocking the rest of it, really good work by you and your teams and, and your partners and Walmart and others in, in helping kind of bring these solutions to the market. Totally. And to your point, I mean, we're, we're working with a lot of big national brands to bring these uh, services to the marketplace, but we've also developed this in a way that it, it's an, it's a quasi open marketplace, if you will, where the property owners themselves can bring those localized community services or businesses into the marketplace, vet them themselves, um, make sure that, you know, they're all comfortable. And then, you know, a lot of that vetting is I've been working with them for 15 years, the, the kennel you know, the dog kennel or the dog walker down the street or something, or maybe actually it's a resident that is trying to offer that service. And now they can use some of the background that they've already tried to do. And now you're enabling real small business and entrepreneurship in literally in your community. And those are things that that we're really excited about. I'm going to switch gears on you for a second because you're always thinking about uh, tomorrow. In fact, I think you guys are the future of living. So future of living. I love, I love that tagline. But, you know, one of the concepts we heard a little bit about is the, the digital renter. And so are we moving into kind of a new time period where boundaries are, are really kind of being eroded and melted away and work from home and, and the ability to, to choose where you want that to happen? Is it more important to connect now back to, to your renter, but still provide that freedom? Just some thoughts around from your personal view, where you think some of this may be going and maybe where Homebase can participate. Yeah. So something that we're, we're doing, we launched this at Optech a couple of months ago. We're filming this in, or taping this in December of 21, but we launched our entire booking engine. So again, taking your access control system, that, that singular investment that you've made now to have every smart lock, every, every door in the building have a smart lock. We've now turned the ability not only to take your self-guided tour. So you're, you found a unit that you kind of want to go check out. I can get approved for it. I can actually pay for it if I really like it. So I can literally like reserve the unit um, through the home base app and pay for it right there. And then once I'm in there, I can take and reserve individual, you know, the, the amenity space rooms. I could, I could reserve the gym for just my own personal trainer and pay $100 for that hour. All of these things are around automating the leasing process as much as, as much as the property owners or managers are comfortable with. And doing it in a way that it frees up your leasing agents to be able to be a little bit more community focused, right? Community manager focused. And so that's where we're really looking at uh, ways to kind of continue to push that forward, but also give access basically to it, to anyone, to anything or anywhere um, that they are approved to be. Um, and I think those are some really exciting developments around kind of identity and access and you know where you're supposed to be and where we start to where we're looking at in the future of working with a lot of really, really cool companies that are doing some of these things is around branded living. I think, you know, people being almost paying a membership to be a, living somewhere. They're, they pay their, their monthly rent of wherever they're actually at. You might spend six months in Kansas City and then you might spend three months in New York or three months in Florida and all of it for different reasons, right? It could be for work. It could be for play. It could be you just need to change the scenery and you can go work remote, work wherever you want, because that's the new reality is we all know that we can spend some time there. And we're trying to find, even though a lot of people are working harder than they ever been, they're trying to find more of that balance and trying to find more of that. And I think this new kind of remote work, this new world that we're in enables that. And that's where I think some of the 
these companies that are offering the ability to kind of have the same experience or known experience wherever they're at is, is something that's really exciting kind of coming forward. And I think that's that digital renter concept that's going to be cool. Yeah, I think that contribution back to work efficiency, right? So that, you know, property managers, operators can focus on the tasks that are critical to their mission while automating the things that, that are consuming so much of their time is really cool. But, you know, to play on, on what you just said there, you know, the ability then to capture, you know, a, a resident for life, right? I mean, we're seeing right. more and more of that mobility. It's going to blur the lines between multifamily and hospitality and what does it really mean for, a, a, you know, a lease or a stay and, and things along those lines. So really, really cool. Love the time. Love spending time catching up with you. Always looking forward to, to our conversations. If people want to know a little bit more about Homebase, where can they find you and, and how can they connect with you guys? Yeah, so uh, you can find us at homebase.ai online. And then uh, you can find me at I'm B Mills on Twitter. I-M-B-M-I-L-L-S. Pretty active over there and a little chirpy sometimes. Uh, and uh, you can contact me by email, Blake at homebase.ai. Uh, love to connect. Hey, Blake, thanks for showing up today. Looking forward to our next conversation and love to have you back. Uh, always a pleasure. So thanks for joining today's episode of Solving for Multifamily. If you like the episode, hit the like button. Share with your friends. We'll see you next time.